of Hope is dedicated to making a difference in the lives of people with cancer, diabetes, and other serious illnesses with a mission of transforming the future of healthcare by turning science into a practical benefit. Hope into reality. This is City of Hope Radio with your host, Melanie Cole. Skin cancer is the most commonly diagnosed cancer, and in most cases, it's not life-threatening, nor does it spread to other parts of the body. The exception is melanoma, the rarest and most aggressive form of skin cancer. According to the American Cancer Society, more than 5 million non-melanoma skin cancers are diagnosed each year, while melanoma will be diagnosed in approximately 76,000 people. Although melanoma is potentially deadlier, if caught and treated earlier, it has a very high cure rate. My guest today is Dr. Christiane Querfeld. She's the chief in the Division of Dermatology and the director of Cutaneous Lymphoma Program at Tony Stephenson Lymphoma Center at City of Hope. Welcome to the show, Dr. Querfeld. So tell us a little bit about, let's start with non-melanoma skin cancers. What are we looking for? People are out in the sun, they see little dots show up on their body. What should we be looking for? So non-melanoma skin cancers are the most common ones and um, what patients usually comes out um, uh, when pa- uh, patients are older, um, so that's a, a cumulative um, sun incidence on the skin, so the skin doesn't forget. So what you look for is really some red scaly lesions um, and they can be sometimes um, crusted, they can be sometimes sore um, and can grow and um um, mostly uh, those lesions come in sun-exposed areas. The face is very common. Um, the head and main, uh, mostly if they have some hair loss, ears, um, arms, um, and legs. And um, usually um, um, lesions that are um, precursors can be actinokeratosis, so they are not cancerous yet, but they're on the edge of becoming cancer. And so this is very easy to treat. Um, dermatology has um, um, some treatments now, um, immune modulating treatments can be uh, applied um, topically as a cream, also cryotherapy um, is an option, those um, to keep in check. Um, some other uh, treatments are photodynamic therapies um, where a um, uh, remedy will be applied to the skin um, that sensitizes the cancerous cells to light and then patients have light exposure called blue light. Um, patients look for the following two days like they had a severe sunburn, but it actually really treats the whole area. So when we're talking about skin cancer, you know, something like field cancerization. Even if we have a cancer and we take out the cancer, um, the area is not completely healthy. There's still, you know, um, some um, atypical, you know, keratinocytes or lesions um, 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 that is technically not a cancer, but a cancer can develop again. That's why when you have a skin cancer, you likely develop another cancer. What's very, very important is even in this stage to develop skin cancers, sunscreen. Sunscreens protect from developing too much, um, too many skin cancers and protecting uh, the skin to getting too much sun exposure, even if you're outside all day. You should apply it multiple times. And that's really the most important thing we can do uh, for prevention. So now what about melanoma? People hear about melanoma. They're afraid of that word. Tell us what we should be looking for if we are concerned and who is at risk for melanoma? So there are several types of melanoma. Um, We know that patients are at risk um, 
um, younger patients are at risk who have um, a genetic predisposition. Um, it runs in families. Um, but um, in older patients, um, it can be really associated with sun exposure. And this is mainly on the head and the face where patients get most of the sun. But there are um, patients in general who um, are at risk. Um, sun exposure has been the most um, most or the highest risk factor um, associated, but not everything is really related to the sun. And so we haven't really fully discovered what causes um, melanoma. If it's related to sun, the protection is very easy, sunscreens. So what patients should look for is any dark spot that's enlarging, any mole that's irregular, any mole that's bleeding, or any mole that... Um, shows different colors, is growing, is enlarging, and have irregular borders. Do you think people should be giving themselves checks? Should we see a dermatologist? How often? It depends. I would say a regular skin check at least once a year. If patients have many molds, then it may be really advantageous to see a dermatologist more than once, twice a year. And it depends if you had already a typical mold removed, it would be really great to see twice a year a dermatologist. And now we're talking about lymphoma and cutaneous lymphoma. People hear lymphoma right away. They think a systemic disease, a cancer that's that's in the lymph system. But cutaneous lymphoma is a little bit different and related to skin cancer. Explain how that is related. Cutaneous lymphoma is a blood cancer that comes to the skin. So it's not technically a skin cancer. And while we know cutaneous lymphomas are a specific type of lymphoma, we have not found a cause why these lymphomatous cells really home in the skin. Um, We know that if it's detected very early, in an early stage of cutaneous lymphoma, patients have a favorable prognosis. And there is a risk of about 10-15% that those patients may have progression, meaning this lymphoma can then spread from the skin to inside the body or into lymph nodes. Would we spot it? Would a dermatologist be the person to spot cutaneous lymphoma? Yes, the dermatologist would be the first person to see if something wrong is on the skin. Usually dermatologists are trained for this specific disease. We know that cutaneous lymphoma can mimic a lot of skin conditions. It can mimic a psoriasis and can mimic an eczema. So what dermatologists do is they take a skin biopsy. This will be evaluated by a skin pathologist who has expertise training in evaluating skin pathologies. And then are there treatments for cutaneous lymphoma? What are you doing at City of Hope? So we have um, um, the standard, all standard treatment options available at City of Hope. And we have investigational therapies. Immunotherapies have now um, developed for many, many cancers and as well as for cutaneous lymphomas. And so for early stages, we have skin-directed regimens that are certain types of light therapies as well as immunomodulating agents. So usually it's um, applied as a cream or an ointment. 
Um, we do have systemic therapies if the disease is more widespread or very resistant to the skin-directed therapies. We start usually with the standard treatment, and if things are not helping to clear all cutaneous lymphoma lesions, so we opt for other treatments we have available. Immunotherapies, biologic therapies are usually the way to go. And the advantage of is that those therapies attack the pathway that's dysregulated in those malignant blood cancer cells. So Dr. Korfeld, back to skin cancer for a minute. You've mentioned sunscreen a couple of times. Just explain to the listeners what you really want them to know about skin cancer and sunscreen, because as a dermatologist, you can tell them that sunscreen is great for them, but they don't always know what the numbers mean and whether 70 is better than 50, you know. So explain a little bit about sunscreens and what we should be doing with them to use them correctly. So sunscreens, yeah, it's a lot. I, my patients are asking me a lot of questions, um, what type of sunscreens um, they usually should use and what um, SPF factor, sun protectant factor they should use. So on a general basis, there are two types of sunscreens. One is a chemical and one is a physical blocker. And a physical blocker is usually with particles such as zinc or titanium oxide. And those apply to the skin. They block immediately. A chemical um, sunscreen um, is <clears throat> a substance that gets absorbed in the skin, and it takes about 20, 30 minutes to work before you can actually go outside and be protected. Um, those chemical blockers are um, sometimes can cause also allergies. And so I usually tend to recommend more the physical blockers, but it depends on the on the patient's preference. Um, both are um, working similarly um, strong if it's SPF 30, so they should protect the skin to 95%, okay? So if you have um, an SPF factor of 50, so that's 99%, um, SPF 70 and 100 so 100 is really absolute, 100%, and there's not much a difference between SPF 50 and 70. So in, on a general basis, SPF 30 and higher, the skin is, is really protected. Anything that's lower, I would not recommend. And when they say waterproof, are they really waterproof? You have to reapply it. Um, so they are waterproof, but only for a short time. I tend to recommend um, patients to reapply after an hour if they're really at the beach. Um, even if they're not in the water, patients have to reapply sunscreens. And so what I see sometimes, the danger of using high SPF 50 or 70, patients think they're all protected throughout the day, but they're not. So you have to reapply. And um, usually I tend to to um, recommend to reapply multiple times throughout the day if they really spend the time outside all day. But, and I recommend also to, re to apply the sunscreens really um, early in the morning. And patients tell me, well, I'm not outside and I'm just driving. But even when you're driving, you get sun 
applied. I mean, the UVB actually or UVA really comes through this to the windows, and you you need to apply sunscreens to be protected. So wrap it up for us then with your best advice about skin cancer, preventing skin cancer and melanoma, checking our bodies and seeing a dermatologist. Yes. So I would recommend if you don't have an increased risk and start out very um, young um, to see a dermatologist once a year, to apply sunscreens every day. And if you have already a skin cancer, um, you should follow up a dermatologist more closely. Uh, even skin cancer is cured by excising or removing it. However, there are some patients um, who have a weakened immune system, and then the skin cancer can take off and can be quite nasty. Um, if so, City of Hope, we have the advantage that we work closely with our oncologists and um, other disciplines um, um, like surgery, um, where we have a plan together for patients who have really very serious skin cancers. Thank you so much, Dr. Querfeld, for being with us today. You're listening to City of Hope Radio, and for more information, you can go to cityofhope.org. That's cityofhope.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.